This message comes from NPR sponsor, Virginia 529. Learn about saving for your child's future. Get education savings answers through live webinars and Virginia 529's on-demand video library. Get details and register at virginia529.com. Hello and welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio. With us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're broadcasting this week from the Hope Springs Eternal Department here at Car Talk Plaza. Yeah, you ready? Sure, read to me. This is this is this is hot rending. Yeah, an okay. elderly-looking gentleman looks to be in his mid-nineties. He's very well dressed. His hair is well groomed. He's wearing a great-looking suit, flower in his lapel smelling slightly of a great aftershave lotion, presenting a well-looked-after image, he walks into an upscale cocktail lounge. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Seated at the bar is an elderly but good-looking older woman. Looks like she's in her mid-80s, maybe. A young babe. <laughs> a young babe. <laughs> the gentleman walks over, sits alongside of her, orders a drink, He takes a sip, he turns to the woman and says, so tell me, do I come here often? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's me. (laughs) I love it. it. Do I come here often? If you have a question about your car that we've been asked often, (laughs) give us a call. The number is 888-CAR-TALK, that's 888 Two two seven eight two five five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. That's a good joke. <laughs> Hello. Hi, my name is Christiane, and I'm calling from Louisville, Kentucky. Christiane. Christiane. What's going on? Well, I drive a '97 Honda Civic, and mm-hmm. I have three clues for you guys to my problem. Yeah. Basically, first of all, what? what... And we're supposed to guess. <laughs> well, I hope you don't have to guess. We don't I hope like we can to, diagnose I'll, it. I'll tell you, we don't like too many clues because. Yeah. The more clues, the more embarrassing it is that we don't get the answer. But well, and because if you give us a lot of different things to, to digest. They might conflict. If they conflict. See, we like to have one answer apply to all the clues. Everything. Right. If we're going to architecture a... an answer. <laughs> architect. We're going to architect. Oh, architect. We're not going to architecture? No. Architect. Yeah, we're going to architect. You gotta. The, the trick is to turn nouns into verbs and verbs into nouns. Okay. All so right, we're going to well, architect something. Okay, go ahead. Okay. We're ready. Three clues. Three clues. Okay, first of all, what it sounds like. Basically, this is a sound that's coming from the right front wheel area, Mm -hmm. and it's hard to describe what it sounds like, but the best that my husband and I have been able to come up with is that it's somewhere between like a small metallic rattlesnake sound, and then if you had like, if you were sharpening a metal tool on a bench grinder. Yeah, it's kind of a high pitch. High pitched. Okay, that's that's clue number one. Clue number one. B. Clue number two is when it happens. B, not two. B. <laughs> it happens intermittently. I can sometimes drive almost an entire drive and not hear it, and then other times it's almost constant. It can happen at city speeds around town, or but it's most frequent on the freeway. Okay, well, that was a lot of help. Okay, okay so we're going to put, th- put down random for number two. Yeah. Okay, number three. If I tap the brakes at all, it stops oh, immediately. Very, very, very good. Thank so that's God. what you've that's, got to work with. That, if, without the third one, 
we were done for. Dead in, <laughs> dead in the water. It'd be like nailing jello to the wall. Jeez. Yeah. Without that third one, I was stumped. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, I could never stump no, you No, you, you gave us a... This is great. A 97th Civic. And oh, yeah, you've it's... never heard this this sound before? No. The only other thing that can even be remotely related is that, like, when I hit the brakes, it kind of shudders a little bit, like... Oh, that fits in with what you need. That fits in. That's good. Uh, what you're hearing is the wear sensor on the front brake pads. Okay. And and the fact that your brake pedal is pulsating uh, when you step on it at high speed is telling us that you need not only brake pads, but you need to replace or resurface the discs. Okay. Well, is this something... My husband is a bit of a car guy. Could he, like, fix this over the weekend, climb under there and... Yeah. Do this himself? Well, he he wouldn't be able to resurface the rotors, the but, he, but he could buy new ones. Buy new rotors? He could buy new ones, yeah. And this vehicle, the 97 Civic, the disc rotors come right off. Okay, good. And you do this one side at a time, so whenever you drop something, you don't know where it goes. <laughs> you go <laughs> look, look at the other, the other one, and you say, uh-huh, which means he's got to jack up both sides of the car at the same time, so he needs to have jack stands. Okay. And if he doesn't have them, tell him not to do this. Okay. And, or, and don't use cinder blocks. Or <laughs> he goes out and go buys jack buy stands. jack stands. Okay. He would love that. He, he would, would love and, that. And they'll need a floor jack, too. Yeah. He would love it if you just said, oh, and you need a, yeah, well, you he, know, he's rebuild need... a garage in the back yeah. and install a... Sure. And if, if he wants to save some money, instead of buying new rotors, he can buy a lathe. And he can <laughs> resurface the rotors himself. Yeah. I mean, the lathes are cheap. They're like 3500 bucks now. Yeah, you know. So tell and them they to don't right... take up much room. About the space of a car. <laughs> <laughs> tell them to get right on it. <laughs> hey, good luck, Christiane. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank for your you call. so much. Bye bye. Right. Bye bye. Oh, man, an easy question to start off. I know. Off. Well, don't get carried away. One eight 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 Car Talk. That's eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi guys, this is Mike calling from Anchorage. Hey Mike. Hey Mike. How are you? I'm just great. What's happening in Anchorage? Well, I've got a small dilemma, but it's not the worst thing in the world, but maybe you guys can help me. Okay. The deal is my two sons and I are uh, sailing our family boat beginning in March. Uh, we're leaving San Diego, where the boat is now, to uh, the Galapagos and then Tahiti and Marquesas for a two-year trip. Holy and... cow. See, this is what happens if you live in Alaska. You flip out at some point. <laughs> And you quit your job, and you decide to take two years off. <laughs> and you say, I've had it with you, the snow. <laughs> you Boy. guys must have been peeking through the window to know what's going on up here. Boy, what a trip. Well, we've been playing it for a while, and the boat's great, and we're all ready to go. And what what kind of a boat is it? It's a sailboat. It is a sailboat. It's about 48 feet long. Yeah, I mean, how else would you go? We're going to have aerial refueling? We're going to cross the Pacific. <laughs> Really? Well, part way, anyhow. Yeah, part way. They're going to have to rely on wind, and this four-cylinder engine when there's, <laughs> what, no stinking wind. <laughs> really? Well, the, the boat engine's great. That's not the problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> Will your car make it to San Diego? <laughs> Is that the question? <laughs> well, it would, it would make it. I'd send it part way on uh, either the ferry or the, uh, you know, some other way to get it there, but it would make it. Oh, okay. So what is the question? Well, I'm glad you let me get to it, but here's the question. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt I you. Tough. I know it's tough, but here's the question. I've got a 73 Land Rover that I've been restoring for about 10 years, and uh, <laughs> it, it's sort of my baby. And um, the issue is whether to sell it or store it. And if I store it, 
I'm not sure whether you need to jack up on blocks or you put it in Cosmoline or what you do with it. <laughs> what is to... Cosmoline, anyway? Is it, well, something... When I was a kid, you know, those Jeeps used to be stored in Cosmoline. <laughs> That's what they said, right. <laughs> of course, no one ever knew is what... everyone... I would like someone to send me. <laughs> don't say it! Don't say I it! Can. I can't. I, I don't want a 55-gallon <laughs> drum. I'd like maybe a pint. A pint. Of just Cosmoline. To, just to know what it is. I'm sure it exists. I think Estee Lauder makes it. <laughs> well, that's the base for all those cosmetics. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Cosmoline. We interrupted him again. Well, you can't sell it because obviously you've put your heart and soul into this thing. Yeah, you've got to store it and then restore it when you come back. Well, storing cars in in Anchorage is pretty pricey. It costs like 150 bucks a month to get somebody to store it in a garage. Oh, so. oh, you don't have any place to store it. Nope. Well, the car in the driveway is not a deal. I can get outside storage, but inside storage. Um, yeah. out of the snow and the rain, that's the dilemma. Well, you can, you know, you don't have to store inside. I mean, the, the, you can get one of those car covers. If, in fact, you may be able to do that shrink wrap thing that they do for boats. Have you seen that? Ooh. Yeah, sure have. Of course he's seen it. He's a sailor. My little car won't sweat in there and not sort of rust out underneath the shrink wrap on those three days a year it gets warm. Well, I don't I think don't... so because what you're going to do is you're going you're gonna to suck out all the air that's inside the bag. You're gonna you're gonna drive the car into the bag. into the plastic bag. This is like gonna... a zip. Have you seen that thing that they advertise? Those British guys advertise on TV to store your sweaters. They don't get they TV. Put, you don't have you don't have TV. They, no they TV. got sweaters though. <laughs> you put like five hundred sweaters in a bag, and then you attach your vacuum cleaner to this thing, and you run the vacuum cleaner for like what a week, <laughs> and you suck out. And then this thing becomes the, the sweater. This becomes the size of your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> and you put this thing in like the top drawer of your dresser. <laughs> oh, I carry it around. <laughs> you sweat it. I got twenty five sweaters in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Those British. You British. cut that thing open. You can supply a family of twenty five sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> but you could do this. I mean, I mean, and if if you can get outside storage cheap, that would be the way to do it. Yeah, you've got you've got to you've got to go to a place that does. You go to a marina, you know, a place that services boats. Yeah, and you just want to hire the guy to come and do it in somebody's driveway. And I wouldn't worry at that point about jacking it up or doing any of that either. stuff. The only the only thing about jacking it up is that it saves your tires from getting flat spots. But if you came back after two years and your tires had flat spots, and that was the only price you had to pay. For storing the car for two years, I think I'd consider myself pretty lucky. Me of course, too. you should do the necessary precautions, run it out of gasoline, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I wouldn't bother to change the oil. I, I would unhook the battery, and I would just push the thing in there and suck out the air and go to the Galapagos Islands and bring back a couple of turtles or something. That sounds like a deal, guys. Have it's you ever a- been to any of these places? Well, I, no, as a matter of fact, I haven't. We've been uh, the opposite direction, but not to the Pacific. Cool. Wow. So you, how old are you as two sons? My older guy is 23, and he just graduated from college, and the younger guy is 19 and graduated from high school. Boy, this is going to be the trip of a lifetime. Send us postcards, man. That's going to be a great trip. You can't send them postcards because you're, going... <laughs> you're in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Set up a flare. See you, Mike. Thank you very much, guys. Good luck, Mike. Bye-bye. one car talk or one 227 8255 Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, guys. This is Charlotte. I'm calling from Lewiston, Idaho. Hi, Charlotte. Lewiston, Lewiston, Idaho. Yes. Idaho is one of those states that we here in the East sort of don't know 
We don't even know it exists. We prefer it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that you do. But I mean, I'll bet you could ask a thousand people from Boston to point to Idaho on a map, and there wouldn't be 12 people. Or who... name more than one city in Idaho. Yeah, right. and, and you can't use Boise. Yeah. And, and you're done for. Well, that's right. Yeah, so Charlotte, she can't. She's struggling with Lewiston. That's right. <laughs> anyway, what's up? Well, I'm calling about my daughter's vehicle. Okay. She has a 1971 Ford F100 pickup. Really? That she just bought in June from um, one of her teachers at the high school. Um, she paid $300 for it. Cool. And um, she had the shop teacher at school look it over before she bought it and he said all it needed was a tune-up and a shock absorber mount to be re-welded and so she was taking it in they they work on the students cars in the shop class and so she took it to school um to have the tune-up done two weeks after she made the last payment her friend was waiting for her at school and um when she drove up she's her friend said, you know, something smells kind of funny. So they opened the hood and looked, and there was oil all over underneath the engine. Mm-hmm. Um, so she let the shop teacher know. He kept it for a couple of weeks and told her that she might as well just sell the truck because it can't be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> he said that the oil filter had imploded. Mm. He said she had driven it to school on about a half a quart of oil. But we only live about three blocks from oh. school, so it wasn't very far. But um, I was just kind of wondering if you guys had ever heard of an oil filter imploding, and if so, what would cause that? And since she only paid 300 bucks for it, should we go ahead and put a little bit of money in, into it to keep it running at least until she graduates in May? No, I've never heard of an oil filter imploding. I don't think it implodes. I've seen them explode. Yeah. Okay. Did you but, see the thing? I did not see it. I mean, imploded would mean she. it was all crushed like some monster had grabbed it and collapsed it. That's that's what he said. That's what he said, huh? And I talked to some people here who work on cars, and they said, you know, that would have meant that the oil pump would have had to just really create such a vacuum. That well, the, the oil pump it. would have to have turned backwards. Yeah. Oh. And and that's un- unlikely, but it almost doesn't matter. I think he's nuts. It didn't implode. I think it exploded. But I don't, it's possible that not a lot of damage was really done. Okay. It's possible. So, and she drove, you know. she drove it to school and it ran well. Yeah, and she's driven it since she got it back. And yeah, so any he, he did put another oil filter and five quarts of oil in it yes. and it's running. Mm-hmm. Here's what I would do. I would load the thing up with STP oil treatment. <sighs> yes. Okay. Scientifically treated petroleum. Okay. STP. When you say loaded up, how much? What do you mean Eight by quarts. that? Cases, maybe. I don't. <laughs> Cases, no, okay. I, no. I, I would probably. The thing holds five quarts of oil. I would. Uh-huh. I would certainly put. Put a can in. A can or maybe two. Okay. But I would start with a can. Okay. And I would tell her to drive it. I mean, I. I would certainly get a second opinion as to. Okay. What is wrong with the engine? I mean, I know you're trying desperately to do that now, and you're not succeeding. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the shop teacher's advice uh, was somewhat alarmist. I mean, his his analysis that you might as well junk it because this engine is done for is a little premature. Okay. I I wouldn't take that as gospel. Oh, good. I mean, if he if he did look at it 
initially and determined that it didn't need much at all, then it's perhaps worth saving up the money to put a rebuilt engine in it at some point. Okay. So she can drive it on a limited basis with the STP in it until the engine begins to make more noise or the oil pressure drops off. And hopefully by that time, she'll have saved enough to make a payment on another engine. Just forget about it. Okay. I think it's I'm fine. you'd say that. Yeah, it's I mean, great. she's not driving the thing to, like, Montana, is she? No, she drives it to work and to school, and then, of course, round and around downtown on the weekend night. Perfect. So she's not going very far from home. No. Yeah. All right. Well, as long as she can send up a smoke signal or something and someone can come and rescue her, then Wait, I, I she feel... She is covered by AAA, so oh, she always has that What help. could be better? I right. feel good about advising her to just drive it. Okay, yep, good. Yeah, me too. I, I'm glad you said that. See you, Charlotte. Thank you very much. Our pleasure. Bye-bye. Okay, Tommy, it's time to get serious. Serious? <laughs> I'm always serious. <laughs> it's time for you to remember our most recent puzzler. Oh, are you going to give me the usual hints thing? No stinking hints. No stinking hints? Get serious, will you? <laughs> okay, one hint. Yeah. A dimly lit Quonset hut. Oh, man, I remember it well. <laughs> the dimly lit Quonset hut. The inky shadows. <laughs> yeah. That's it, man. And we'll be back with the entire literary masterpiece in just a minute. <laughs> she stares at the headlights coming at her fast. She was lucky this time. She was lucky this time and love laughs. She could have crashed, but she saved it. Now she's laughing out loud because she's got one foot out of the grave. And even though Confucius says, boy, is silence golden, <laughs> whenever he hears us say it, this is NPR. This message comes from Car Talk and NPR sponsor, BetterHelp, a truly affordable online counseling service. Fill out a questionnaire online and get matched with a licensed counselor best suited to your mental health needs. Whether it's depression, anxiety, or trauma, BetterHelp will help you overcome what stands in the way of your happiness. Learn more at BetterHelp.com and get 10% off your first month with promo code CARTALK. BetterHelp. Get help anytime, anywhere. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Virginia 529. Get information about saving for your child's future from the comfort of your home. Learn from industry experts as they answer your education savings questions through live webinars or get hints, tips, and strategies from Virginia 529's on-demand video library. These free sessions will help you understand the ins and outs of tax-advantaged 529 plans, including how to use your account when you're ready. Get details and register at virginia529.com. This is Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. I just interviewed former President Barack Obama about dealing with falsehoods like birtherism, facing obstruction in Congress, and why he's still hopeful about American democracy. The episode is now in the Fresh Air feed. Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and, of course, the answer to last week's puzzler. Yes, a dimly lit quonset hut. <laughs> anyway, this was sent to us by someone named Tom Klamala from uh, Cyberspace, I guess, and I'll, I'll set the scene. You ready? Yeah. It's just as he it, he oh, did. As he did. Go ahead. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Don't get too excited. Man, the answer's I, not that good. I love it. But the, the question is great. An RAF airfield north of London. A dimly lit Quonset hut. <laughs> Filled with air crews just returned from bombing runs over Germany. Dimly lit <laughs> All right, shut up. <laughs> the meeting opens with the chaplain leading the men in prayer for their lost comrades. He's followed by the flight operations exec, 
who begins the debriefing by asking the airmen, from what direction were you attacked by the German fighter planes? Without hesitation or dissent, the reply was, from above and behind. The flight operations exec hastily scribbles the information on the back of a top-secret map, hands it to a junior officer and says, get this information to the departing air crews, it may save their lives. Here comes the good part. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is the good part. As the junior officer turns to leave the dimly lit quonset <laughs> hut from the inky shadows, Woo! a hand grasps his arm. Can you just see it, man? <laughs> 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 was it Humphrey Bogart? <laughs> this was a nice, brief little puzzle before you started repeating all the lines. <laughs> anyway, as the messenger turns to leave from the inky shadows, a hand grasps his arm, and he hears these words, Hold that order. Oh, hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. <laughs> hold that order. The information you're about to give may lose lives rather than save them. What did the guy from the inky shadows know that the flight exec didn't? Oh, that's not the right question. It isn't? Well, I th- I don't think. I mean, doesn't the flight exec know the same information that this guy in the inky shadows knows? Well, he should. He should. What mistake did the flight exec... Yeah, that's better. What mistake did the the, flight exec... Exactly, and did he lose his job over it? No. He should have. He should have, huh? Yeah, well... I don't know the answer, by the way. (laughs) Basically, it was a case of poor sampling. You see, the only information that the flight exec had in the dimly lit Quonset hut... (laughs) Stop it, stop it. (laughs) ...was from the guys who survived, from the guys who came back. The guys who came back were all attacked from... Above and behind. Yeah. But it may be that those weren't the fatal attacks. The fatal attacks were from some other direction. And those people, those airmen, had no advice to offer. Oh. Because they didn't come back. Exactly. So that's why lies. So we don't even know what he wrote on the on the little on the back of the Well, I'm assuming he wrote hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. (laughs) The attacks are coming from above and behind. Back and to the left. (laughs) When in when in fact that information. What he wanted to know was the information from the guys who weren't at the meeting. Right. Pretty good, huh? Do we have that a winner? Is yeah. <laughs> the winner is Eldon Brumbaugh. who wrote to us from <laughs> dimly lit. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wrote to us from Racine, Wisconsin, and for having his answer selected at random from among the snowblower full of correct answers that we got, Eldon is going to get a twenty-five-dollar gift certificate. To the Shameless Commerce Division at Cartalk.com. That's that's not. And what bad. pray tell can Eldon get with that gift certificate? Well, he can have his choice of a bunch of real junk. I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, it's all junk, and all of it says Car Talk on it. <laughs> what are the chances of that? <laughs> oh well, good. enjoy that, Eldon. We'll have a brand new puzzler coming up in the third half of the show, so stick around. In the meantime, you can call us at eight 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 Car Talk. That's eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Um. My name's Sandy Berry, and I'm from Bozeman, Montana. Hi, Sandy. How can we help you? Hi. Bozeman. Um, well, I have a 1984 Nissan truck, and right before I shift into um, second, I hear a humming noise in my glove compartment. <laughs> and I was wondering why. Who screens these calls? <laughs> We're nobody, supposed, obviously nobody. Sandy, we have a crack staff here at the station. <laughs> supposed to screen out all the weirdos and kooks, <laughs> and somehow you slip through the cracks. All right, give it to us. Give it to us again, though. As you're shifting from what to what, what happens? Where? Um, right before I shift into like second, 
there'll be this humming noise that sounds like it's coming from my glove compartment. Yeah, and once you've shifted into second... Then it, it goes away. goes away. And it doesn't happen shifting from second to third or third to fourth? Um, sometimes from second to third, but not to the fourth. Okay, I'm going to tell you what it is. I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm going to tell you what's the source of it. Source. Okay. The source is... Uh, I don't know what the source. Ask you some other questions. Like what color the truck is? Wait, wait. Uh, Four wheel drive. They have heavy duty suspension. Go on, snap out of it, will you? <laughs> this is an '84 Nissan. You said. Yeah. Get the what what color is it? <laughs> what color is this truck? Buzz and glove red. compartment. <laughs> it's red. Yeah. That's what I thought. It's red. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Keep asking. <laughs> All right, I've got it. And it it's a, a standard transmission, I presume. Is that right? Yeah, that's why she shifts from second to third, I believe. <laughs> you don't have to. You do this manually. Does it have a clutch? Yeah. All right. Okay, you got it. <laughs> Noise in glove compartment. I have it. I See, found we, the... have, we have a tremendous database of answers here. Right. This, right on, look on the page after choke right, we pull have off. The junk and waggles, like automotive <laughs> and cycle. That's right after the choke pull off answer. <laughs> what, you, what you have, Sandy, is a sympathetic vibration someplace. And you can oh, actually. Oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> it is. It's, it it's is. kind of sweet, actually. Yeah, you like you can pre reproduce this without even moving the truck. Mm -hmm. If you tried this. No. Sit there with the thing in neutral mm -hmm. and step on the gas and bring it up to the RPM at which you hear the noise. You have a, you have a tachometer? No. Oh, you cheapskate. You bought the cheap version, huh? Yeah. You didn't right. get the tack. Well, you don't need try to figure out at what engine speed you hear the noise. Uh-huh. Okay, and, and bring it up to that engine speed and try to hold it there. Uh-huh. And I bet you're going to get the same vibration. And I'm going to guess that it's coming not from the glove compartment, although it might be. But it might be coming from part of the exhaust system, maybe a heat shield on the exhaust. Mm -hmm. And if it isn't that, I think it's probably the choke pull-off. <laughs> <laughs> You're a loose choke pull-off mechanism. No, Actually, but it's, it's a sympathetic you... vibration, and, and I'm going to guess mm. it's, it's somewhere in the exhaust. But it could be under the dash. Try banging on the dash. With pound. Have another person driving. Beat your forehead into the dashboard <laughs> right above the glove box. That usually gets these rattles to go away. No, that's rattlesnakes. Oh, they're rattlesnakes. I, actually, I had uh, my, my Dodge Dakota truck had a very annoying rattle that I would only hear it idle hmm. coming from uh, coming from the dashboard. Uh -huh. And I busted three knuckles on my right <laughs> hand trying to fix this. But I, I finally managed to do it by, by uh, very strategically placed blows. Yeah. Uh, I managed to uh, adjust the dashboard. And Did it's, that it's make your truck any better? No. Is it still on the... Consumer Reports fecal roster? Oh, yeah. Top of, the, top of the My list. My brother, world's foremost authority, has a vehicle which is on the Consumer Reports fecal roster. Well, it just shows you what they know. I happen to and love it. And my car isn't. No, it dropped off the list because of age. <laughs> Sandy, thanks for your call. Thank you. And I hope you find the noise. You will. That's what it is. Sympathetic vibrations. So Raise the hood and have someone stick his head under the hood or lie down, <laughs> lie down next to the vehicle while you rev it up and you will be able to find it. So it doesn't... Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That's the final word. Is that the question? No. Right. The final two words. Don't worry. Okay, thanks. D don't thanks. worry about it. The last two words. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, thanks a lot. All right. Sandy. Well, one eight 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 Car Talk or one eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Ciao, ragazzi. Sono Luigi. Hey, hey Luigi. Luigi. <laughs> Sono Tommaso. Come qui. Sta? Come stai? Va bene. Ehi, hey, lei. Hey, <laughs> bene. Non c'è male, eh? Non c'è male. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Listen, guys, I want to know if a recent problem with my 85 Volvo 740 is related to a recent repair. Yeah. 
Okay, the cause I failed the smog test, uh, and I was told that I had to replace the catalytic converter, which okay. I did, along with the the second muffler. Is that called the resonator? You have two uh-huh. mufflers on this car. Yeah, so I... I, I re- Are you from California, Luigi? Well, I'm from New York, but I live in California. Yeah, I knew you were from New York. How could you tell? I don't know. It was a funny thing. <laughs> a wild guess. <laughs> um, so within just a short time, a couple of weeks after replacing the, the, that, the rear muffler and the catalytic converter, the engine began fluttering at idle, and sometimes it would stall. And occasionally, at cruising speed, the same thing would happen. The revs would go down. It was like the engine was getting choked, and it would come back again very quickly. I replaced the fuel filter about uh, six months ago, and I don't think it's the fuel pump because that would have failed already, I think. So could it be a clogged catalytic converter or muffler? No. Oh. Well, I just replaced both of those. And if, if they were clogged, you, there would be no intermittency to it. The faster you tried to drive it, the, the worse, worse it, it would, would be. And oh. it would never clear up. Because oh. once it's clogged, it's clogged. Oh, I see. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't vacillate between good and bad. Well, when I, I said clogged, perhaps I should have said defective. You could have said that. You could have said that, but that would have been meaningless. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, are we just, so we want to stretch a point here so we can blame these guys in any way no, necessary? No, 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 really, I thought it was related. I just thought that the... Yeah, well, well it's, it, it is related a, in time. You know why? Because we all like to have cause and effect in, in a yeah. nice little bundle. And when things yeah. are related in time the way these two events it are... It makes you feel good. Causality yeah. jumps to the fore. But right, so what could it be? It certainly could be the fuel pump. Uh-huh. Because the fuel pump won't necessarily fail in the in the manner you think it would fail. Oh. Fuel pumps can be erratic. Oh, I see. I thought they were either working or not working. No. No. The fuel pump can put out way too little pressure from time to time, uh-huh. and that would affect the performance of it. Okay, I guess I better have that you, you could also have a bad air mass meter. The yeah. air mass meter is the thing that measures the mass of air that goes th- through the filter and through it and winds up inside the engine. Uh-huh. And and is this air mass meter a, a, a difficult or costly thing to replace? It is very easy to replace, but it and is very, very costly. Expensive. Oh, it's God. Several yeah. hundreds of dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, but before you'd replace that, you'd want someone to test it. I see. Okay, but first I should just check the fuel pump. I would check the fuel pump pressure. Absolutely. Okay. And, and you must have 150,000, maybe more. 169. <laughs> Oh, more. One, one, 173.4. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. Well, you did the right thing to move from New York to California because it was lousy in the snow, wasn't it? <laughs> it certainly was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, All right, Luigi. Luigi. Uh, okay, did Grazie mille. Say, has Doug the Subway Fugitive uh, Berman shown up yet? No, no, He's no. Still he, he's, he's still missing. He's hiding up. still missing. Uh, I, I suggest you look for him on the home plate in Yankee Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao, bambini. Ciao. <laughs> 1-888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Eileen from Somerville. Hi, Eileen. Eileen. E-I? E-I, yes. Somerville, Massachusetts? Yes. Which part? Ten Hills. 
Ten Hills. Woo. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I must say that I'm not really familiar with Somerville. I just know it's next to Cambridge. That's uh. all. <laughs> anyway, what's going on, Eileen? Well, where is Ten Hills exactly? It's near the Mystic River. That's Ten Hills? That's Ten Hills. It was only seven when you were a kid. It's the posh, <laughs> it's the posh part of Somerville. Yeah, Evidently, it, yeah. It is. I mean, it's always been considered the posh part. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's like the Ten Hills of Rome. Anyway, Eileen, what's what's going on? Well, I need your help in resolving a long-running car-related marital dispute. Yeah. And the dispute is, my husband has a long history of running out of gas. (laughs) And (laughs) so he has decided to resolve this problem by carrying a plastic canister full of a gallon of gas with him all what the time. What a bad idea. I agree. <laughs> oh, man. Now, he tells me that something that I do is equally dangerous, which is when I fill the gas tank and, you know, it clicks off, I top it off until I get to an even number. So he says that that's dangerous. So we have agreed that we will abide by whatever you all tell us. Okay, and, and, and so what, what do you want from us? I want you to tell me if either one of these practices are, in fact, dangerous. Yeah, both. Both. Okay. You're both doing the wrong thing. He, on the other hand, is wacko. (laughs) 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 You, you know, you're just, you know, what you're doing is not terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're you're just slightly wacko, but you're you're borderline wacko. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. You're always, always trying to make it come out to an even number. Well, you know, actually, it's not that I'm doing it. It's that I always go to full serve, and they do it. You always go to full serve? Yeah. So do I. Me too. I hate going to self-serve. So do I. Because someone's losing a job. <laughs> exactly. But any, anyway, uh, you know, carrying around gasoline in any kind of a vessel other than the gas tank that the manufacturer gave you with the car is pretty dangerous and should be avoided only unless it's absolutely necessary. Yeah, it's really a bad idea. I mean, even if you had a uh, an approved approved real gas container, uh-huh. that's only meant to carry it from the gas station back to the car that's stranded out there on the mass turnpike. It's not meant to be carried around in your car. It's dangerous. Think of what could happen in an accident. My point exactly. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And your <laughs> husband is... I mean, what's his problem? Why can't he remember to look at the gas gauge? I don't know. He's thinking of bigger things? He's an engineer. He's problem solving. Oh, he's problem solving. Well, here's what you need to do. You you drive the same car? No, we drive different cars. Oh, Oh, what do you care? Let let him run out of gas. (laughs) When he calls you and says, come and pick me up, say, I'm too busy. (laughs) Well, what you could do is you could, if you have the key to his trunk, you could open up his trunk and pour that gallon of gas into the tank. Uh-huh. So so he thinks it's he's got oh, go. and it's really empty. But seriously, tell him not to do this. Okay. It's dangerous and you shouldn't top off your tank either. Okay. Okay, so you're both going to stop your dangerous practices. We're going to stop living dangerously. All right. Excellent. <laughs> See you later. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, all right. We we are now two-thirds of the way through the show. Do you know the significance of that? Of course, it means that the libel attorneys, the FCC watchdogs and the NPR censors have all stopped listening by now so we can say whatever the heck we want to say. Are you kidding? They're the only ones who are still listening. (laughs) And only because they're paid to. We'll be back with a new puzzler and more of our patented lousy car advice in just a minute. There goes the diner in the left-hand lane Across that dude 
pain Now I gotta go three miles east just to come back west Man, this puts my patience to the test You can't get there from here in Jersey You're always on the wrong side of the road You can't get there from here in Jersey And even though NPR's marching band forms a huge SOS at the 50-yard line whenever they hear us say it, this is NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Diversity Fund. Diversity Fund offers the everyday investor an opportunity to build a diversified portfolio to protect against market volatility in traditional stocks and bonds. With the Diversity Fund Growth REIT, you can hedge against market uncertainty with alternative investing like multifamily real estate assets. Start investing with Diversity Fund at D-I-V-E-R-S-Y-F-U-N-D dot com slash NPR. The news moves fast. Listen to the NPR News Now podcast to keep up. We update stories as they evolve every hour. So no matter when you listen, you get the news as close to live as possible on your schedule. Subscribe to or follow the NPR News Now podcast. We're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to discuss cars, car repair, and, of course, the new puzzler. Yeah. Let's go. This may rate high on the bog... What's the bogosity meter? <laughs> the bogosity meter, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're going you're gonna to like this, I yeah. think. Last month, Tommy and I decided that we were going to take a trip up north to see the foliage. And, and uh, while we were up, up way up north there, we, we visited... Uh, our chief web lackey, Doug Mayer. Yeah. And he said, you know, guys, there's a road right near my house that runs directly north and south. Uh-huh. And he, so he said, yeah, well, yeah, sure. That's no, he said, well, he said, but I can put my car on this road and point it north uh-huh. and drive for a mile. And when I'm done, <laughs> come on. <laughs> This one, this uh, one. Right. <laughs> no, no, it's good. I like it. No, go ahead, keep going. <laughs> keep going. No, it's very, it's very good. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I don't. It's <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> go ahead. Is, is the meter turned on? <laughs> go ahead. No, because no, I don't see the no, needle no, moving. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> So I can get, get in my car and point it north on this road, and I can drive for a mile. And when I'm done, I'm a mile south of where I started. Yeah. How's he doing it? How does he do that? Now, if you think you know the answer, write it on a postcard or on four. Dad stuck. Ted stuck, yeah. See, see? he's stuck. He's he's, he's he's working on. Are the bears white or brown <laughs> in that part of the country? <laughs> now, if you think you know the answer, write it on a postcard or on Ford Dunlop SP Winter Sport two thirty five forty five HR seventeen snow tires. Who's going to use Mounted those? Mounted on M parallel spoke alloy wheels. I think Berman. Oh, Berman's looking for <laughs> and me. And send them to Puzzler Tower. Car Talk Plaza, Box 3500, Harvard Square, Cambridge. Our fair city. Matt 02238, or you can email your answer to us, of course, from cartalk.com. But right now, if you have a question or you want to discuss anything else for that matter, you can yeah. give us a call at 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. <laughs> 
Hi, this is Arnie from Brantford, Connecticut. I have a feeling we've met before. I don't think so. Brantford? Brantford, Connecticut. Connecticut. Right down by Long Island Shore. Oh, that Brantford. <laughs> we thought it was. The, we thought you were from the northern Brantford, son. From the northern Brantford. <laughs> yeah. So what's up, Arnie, baby? I'm having a problem with a, a harmonic balancer. It seems like my balancer is not in balance. Oh, how how unfortunate. It's a, it's unfortunate. I I bought a used car. Mm-hmm. This is a Honda Accord. It has ninety five thousand miles on it, used. Yeah. And the dealer said, you need a timing belt. So before I took this car home, he was very generous in putting on a timing belt. Hmm. Okay, I got the car home. It it went fine for about a week. And the harmonic balancer is off the car along with three belts. Oh, they forgot to tighten the big nut. Uh Uh-huh. This is what I need to know. It fell off in the road? It's, no, it, it was hanging, hanging on the crankshaft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The belts, <laughs> the belts were holding this thing up. Yeah. Okay. The, the light came on on the dashboard. I, I assume it was the uh, the heat light. Well, the alternator light would have come on first. Oh, oh because maybe it was so- that one. Yeah, that was the one. It's what that, a stock charge. That's the light. Yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. That's good. Okay. So now I call the dealer. I say, hey, listen, I got a problem here. He says, well, I don't want to be too concerned about this. Can you take care of it yourself? I said, well, there's a garage down the road. Let me take it into the garage. That's an interesting They approach. call a welder in. Mm. They're going to weld something on the crankshaft. Huh? Oh, I know what happened. Oh. Huh. Okay, so the, the, mm. the mechanic puts on a second pulley, and I've had the, now I drive the car. I go out of there. I drive the car for about two weeks, mm. and the second pulley falls off. Um, belts are hanging everywhere. Yeah. The red light comes on again. Um, so at this point, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to do with this car. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, car the car's sitting in my driveway. I've got less than 300 miles on the car, and I can't drive it. Well, one of two things happens. There is a tiny little thing called a Woodruff key, which locks the crankshaft pulley to the crankshaft, or this harmonic balancer. There's a right? little slot. There's a little slot that the, that, that the Woodruff key sits in in the crankshaft, and then the harmonic balancer slides in over this Woodruff key, and then there's a big bolt that gets put on. With, we put them on with the uh, air wrench. The, the harmonic balancer is is that big round thing for those of you who don't know, which all the belts are usually going to down at the bottom of the engine, and it's the, it's a round spinning thing. Yeah, it's a pulley. That, that, yeah, it's, yeah, it's supposed it, to spin. It, it, so yours doesn't spin. Yours just kind of sits there. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is wobbly. Well, I mean, what they, I mean, they, they made the mistake of either losing the Woodruff key. Right. Not or, putting it in. Or, or not putting it in or not tightening the bolt. But in the process, and the reason they had to call in the welder is that they destroyed the end of the crankshaft. Oh, God. They, it chewed up the keyway, the groove into which that key slides. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, when he said, can you take care of this yourself, uh, if you... It, it would have been okay to do that had it been simple like the bolt wasn't tightened. But when I had heard that the welder had to be called in, I would have said, no, I don't want to take care of this myself. This has got to go back to the guy whose responsibility it is. I think yeah, and what they, and that's what has to happen now. What they right. owe you now is a crankshaft, and that well, is going to hurt. The mechanic is talking something about a short block. Yeah, but they're going to mm. have to... You don't care if it's a short block, long block, block head. You don't care what it is. They're going to pay for it. 
The, they, the, the dealer's going to pay for this? The guy sure who are. sold you the car. Yeah. the He's going to pay for this? Sure. Oh, sure. Oh, that's good news. Oh, yeah. He's not going to like it. So he put the timing belt on originally, so this is some shoddy workmanship? Yeah. Well, let's not be, let's not be hasty here. It was a mistake. A mistake. An honest mistake. Right. And now if they, if they want to continue to be honest and that they want to stay in the honest tradition, they have to honestly replace the engine. The whole engine? Well, at least the bottom well, end. They have, they have a variety of options here. They can replace just the crankshaft, which they will do when they realize they have to pay for it. If they can get you to pay for it, they'll ask you to replace the whole short block, which is the bottom end. How expensive is this going to be? How oh, what? this is very expensive. Oh. This is thousands of dollars. Thousands? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Retail. Wholesale, <laughs> for, eight bucks. For you. <laughs> <laughs> eight bucks. No, no, it's, it's expensive. It's, it's expensive. No matter who does it. Would I be better off just, like, taking this car back to the dealer and say, give me my money back? Did they give you a warranty? 90 days. Well, it's obvious you can't drive it, right? I can't, no. It's in the driveway. Tell yeah. him to fix it. You're going to invoke the 90-day warranty. If he starts giving you flack, as we call it, you <laughs> say, thank you very much, and you call the attorney general's office, and they'll take care of it for you. Oh, this sounds serious. They have guys, they go down, they break knees. Right, or you call Luigi, <laughs> who we just talked to a little while ago, and they'll lay a beating on these guys. <laughs> Do I yeah. trust this guy to go ahead and put a crankshaft in when he can't even do a timing belt right? Well, if they're a dealership, they must have at least one guy there that knows No, he's, he's a used car guy. He oh, he's a used dealership. car? Oh, I misunderstood. Oh, I thought it was the dealership. No, he's, got oh. he's got Chevys and Fords. Oh, Arnie, yeah. oh. Arnie. He's got a bit of everything. Oh, man, you're in deep doo-doo, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is encouraging. Oh, this is getting worse by the minute. We gotta hang up this now. This is the classic used car salesman. This is it. White belt, white this shoes, plaid pants. This is him. Horn rim glasses. Perfect. Green blazer. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> oh man. I'm in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I would get, I would get on this with all due haste before he relocates. Oh, boy. Which they do monthly. It's <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Yeah, they only rent those lots by the week. <laughs> good luck, man. Well, thanks very much for your input. And Attorney our encouragement. Attorney General's Office, Consumer Protection Division. I got it. You got it. Thanks, fellas. Start writing the letter. Sorry, bye, Arnie. Arnie. I'm going to be writing. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. He's taking it like a champ, isn't he? He is. He, little does he know. Right now he's crying. Oh, yeah. If we could just cut right back and... <laughs> I can see it now. Yeah, he put on a good show for the, for the yeah. listening audience. It was audience. a manly thing to do. Yeah, he made light of it, too. Kind of yeah. joked oh, a little is bit. That, oh, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> oh, boy, you're a poor guy. one car talk That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Lisa. I'm in Rockville, Maryland. Sure. Yeah. It's close to Washington, D.C. Right. Where all those sleazeballs nah, are. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, I'm sorry. What's up, Lisa? Well, I have a question. My husband bought a Corvette, and I was a little concerned that this was going to turn into a money pit. Yeah. He bought and a new about, Corvette, or he bought a used one? Uh, well, it was just barely used. It was about 12,000 miles. Ooh, he paid forty grand for it, didn't he? No. Well, not quite, but... Yeah, up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And about three weeks after he bought it, um, it blew a gasket. And huh. I was just hoping that you could give me some idea of how bad this repair business was going to get. It's because, a head gasket? Excuse me? A head gasket? 
you know, I don't know, like a, a front manifold something. Man, well, how much oh. did it cost? We'll tell you what it was. It's $485 to repair it. Head no. gasket. Could have been a head gasket, mm. but probably could have been an um, intake manifold gasket. That sounds right. Mm. Yeah, 485 huh? Mm-hmm. Well, this probably won't happen more than once or twice a month. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, it kind of levels off after about year six. Well, I was kind of hoping that you were going to tell me that how much I could plan on. So I really think that I should be able to extract something from him in return. Oh, I see. So you want equal uh, equal time. Well, you know, I'm putting up with his midlife crisis. So yeah. I thought I would deserve something. And I was just wondering how I would plan on how big a thing I could get out oh, of Oh, so you have no uh. intention of being the dutiful, suffering, silent wife. Heck no. Why should she? No, I'm, I'm kind of planning on something that could have its prongs checked. <laughs> so I mean you're absolutely right but you don't you almost don't even have to count in all the repairs just amortizing the $35,000 is enough isn't it Well yeah that's kind of what I was thinking I mean that's 10 grand a year Yeah I mean so I think I think you deserve something of of the value of $10,000 a year All right what do you want Lisa Well I guess I want to be able to tell him that you said this is going to be like big bucks every year for repairs because the car is going to keep falling apart like this, and I should deserve something in return. Well, we well, don't think we can tell what, you that. What's it worth to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. You want a cut of this, huh? Yeah, yeah. we want to be cut in. Are you kidding? Yeah. Well, I mean, is no, he listening? Just the standard finder's fee. I mean, if you get $10,000 a year... You want just, 10% each. Well, that's pretty good. But <laughs> seriously, I mean, is, is it likely that the repairs are going to continue at this sort of No, rate? it's unlikely. No, we can't you're trying, you you're, tr- you're, make, you're making the same mistake that my brother makes every week. He extrapolates <laughs> with insufficient data. <laughs> I don't do that. But but you might be trying to do that. And, and no, th- I think this was an anomaly. This was just a, f- a funny thing that happened. No, it was an intake manifold gasket. <laughs> an anomaly gasket. No, because... so you feel cheated, Lisa. That's yeah. the that's the real basis of, of your uh, complaint here. Well, the... he's busy having a midlife crisis, and what do I get? Yeah. Gee, that, I don't know. What do you want? Right. That's what we're asking. What, 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 what would you like? You, I, you... I think it would be not unfair of you to ask for something that was worth $10,000 every year. I like, I like this. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I think it's perfectly justified. Yeah, I mean, get that Sears Roebuck catalog out and just <laughs> dog ear those pages. Oh, is that your idea of a good time? <laughs> that is my idea of what I had in no. mind. I would go directly to the travel agent and start looking at all the Caribbean cruises that are available. Don't take him with you. Do you have one? He doesn't per- deserve anything. Do you have one particular thing in mind? Yeah, I kind of want um, a ring with some rocks in it. Rocks. Mm. <laughs> Oh, like yeah, those multifaceted. Well, that I mean, but that's nothing. I mean, that's not even a start. Oh no, I mean, you can. That's you, hardly the down payment. No, no, you can spend big money on rings. Depends how big the rocks are. Depends, Depends how yeah. big and luminous the rocks are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I deserve it because you know these guys when they get close to forty, they begin to get a little nutty. Yeah, yeah, they do do that, yeah. don't they? Women don't, of course, because they're nutty all the time. <laughs> Well, no, Lisa, but you're absolutely I'm right. I'm with you. I would go for for uh, a a rock laden ring. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them you yeah. want as many rocks as they can put on the circumference of that baby. You want <laughs> rocks all around it. Okay, I'll tell them you said this. Tell yes, them we said that. Absolutely, and, and he'll he'll know deep in his heart. He knows that this exactly. is true. Exactly. He'll know deep down that it's right. He'll enjoy the Corvette, and you can enjoy the rocks. And the truth is, you're doing him a favor because right now he's probably suffering horrible guilt. I doubt it. Because he's probably out in that Corvette going, <laughs> "Yippee!" 
<laughs> he's driving around saying, oh my God, this is not fair to Lisa. And he's hoping that you will confront him with this. And when you, when you make the offer that you will be somewhat appeased by this giant ring mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. Then a, a ring a year. He, he will, in fact, be somehow feel better. Lisa, send us a picture when you get it. I will. Thanks. Thanks of the Corvette. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> well, it's happened again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour you listening ain't to kidding. <laughs> Our esteemed producer is Doug the Subway Fugitive, not a slave to fashion, Bongo Boy Berman. Our associate producers are David the Calves of Belleville Green and Catherine Frau Blucher Fenelosa. Our web lackey is Doug the Old Gray Mayor, assisted by Connie Bridgeford. Our engineer is John Cartman Parati. Our theme music is by David Dog Grisman. And our technical, spiritual, and menu advisor. <laughs> Just back from the Nyack Hard Tack Baby Back Short Stack Sugar Smack Cracker Jack 12 Pack and Tic Tac Snack Attack, John Bugsy Lawler. Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Margin Avera. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabuzoff. Our personal makeup artist is Bud Tugley. Our personal hygiene advisor from the Tokyo office is Otekashawa. Our staff bicycle tester is Maya Sertz. Our anger management counselor is Ta. No. Uh, <laughs> our marine forecaster is Caesar Choppy. Hey, we got him here already. <laughs> our Russian chauffeur is Peak Off and Drop Off. Our mother in law liaison is Stella Payne Diaz, who's married to our father in law liaison, Royal Payne Diaz. And by the way, we have to lay off some of the Payne Diaz's because they were becoming what? Paint the ass. <laughs> but we will mention this week the adopted son from Sweden, Bjorn A. Paint the ass, and the recently discovered uncle from Warsaw, Zibigno Paint the ass. And of course, the head of our working mother support group is Erasmus B. Dragon, our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheetah, and Howe, is you, Louis Dewey, known to the ex cabinet members selling gyros in Harvard Square as Huey Louis Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and don't drive like my brother. And don't drive like my brother. We'll be back next week. Bye bye. You can get a podcast of this show, subscribe to our weekly podcast, and check out our poorly curated clothing and best of collections all over at cartalk.com. This week featuring a great way to ring out the old and ring in the new. Did NPR finally cancel us? <laughs> no, no, not yet. I'm talking to people who have a used vehicle that they no longer need. Ah, oh, ring out the old car. Right. If you donate a used car before the end of the year, not only will the proceeds benefit your favorite radio station, but you'll also get a tax deduction for this year. Yeah, offset some of those illegal gambling receipts. Oops, <laughs> did I say that with my outside voice? <laughs> get all the details of the Car Talk vehicle donation program anytime at our website, cartalk.com. Car Talk is a production of Dewey, Cheetah, and Howe and WBUR in Boston. And even though NPR interns tweak their resumes and move NPR just below babysitting experience <laughs> whenever they hear us say it, this is NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor 3M, who continues to expand production of the respirators frontline workers need globally and is on track to supply $2 billion by the end of 2020. More at 3M.com COVID. 3M Science. Applied to life.